Hello and welcome to Dr. Bad Film Season 2. We are a weekly bad film podcast where we look at some of the worst crimes against cinema. I'm James and as always, I'm joined by my two awesome co-hosts, Simon. How's it going everyone? And Daniel. What's up? Cool, cool. <laughs> this week we took a look at Stephen King's 1986 directorial debut, Maximum Overdrive. What a debut as a director. The one and only movie he has ever directed. And even then, oh. there is some debate as to whether or not he actually directed it. <laughs> so the story <laughs> the about this movie, there's there's a lot of, it, it almost like the story around this movie is more interesting than the actual plot of the movie. What I've heard is that during the 80s, Stephen King was pretty well known for his cocaine habit. Um, and this was kind of right at the, the height of his cocaine addiction. Yeah, as well as being, I guess, known for being a famous author. Like this was probably at one of the peaks of his career. Yeah, but also just being kind of like loose and insane and doing a shitload of cocaine. This is two years after he wrote the mangle. After <laughs> Some may say his best work. I mean, you could, it's quite it's quite easy to see how you could go from mangala to yeah. trucks. You mean how the guy who writes about inanimate objects coming alive wrote another story yeah. about inanimate objects coming alive? Not just one inanimate object, James. I'm sensing a theme here. Who did not see that coming? <laughs> Except for one inanimate object. <laughs> so apparently he was so high on cocaine at the time when he was making this movie, supposedly directing it, um, that he actually has almost no memory of making the movie in its entirety. That is at least the story. Maybe that's hearsay. I'm not sure. This claim is 100% believable. Um, and because of that, there is there is also a rumor that instead he actually didn't direct it and it was ghost directed by George A. Romero of Dawn of the Dead and so forth. I think Romero would have put together something a little more competent. I mean, mm. it's it's competently directed, which which surprised mm. me when I heard that it was like his first feature film because it doesn't seem like an amateur film. It seems like someone who no. knows how to frame a shot. There's a lot of help here. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if his like AD was doing a lot of the legwork if, if it is true that he actually directed it and I could also believe that George Romero did direct Maybe I could believe that Romero directed it, but Stephen King was still there, like telling him what to do. He did write the story. How he wanted that. And Hmm. yeah. So Stephen King wrote this story and it became adapted. Yeah. Have you guys seen that? It's kind of an infamous trailer for Maximum Overdrive. And Stephen King is in it and he's like, a lot of people have adapted my work, but no one's done it quite right. Until now. Yeah, I have seen that. <laughs> yeah, so he does So it. was this meant to be like the blueprint for every other Stephen King adaption from that point on was like, yeah. okay, directors, if you're going to make my work, make it like this. Fortunately, that didn't happen. <laughs> there are some weird choices in terms of kind of everything. As yeah. a film, it's just so strange. I can see, especially maybe, you know, when he's doing a lot of cocaine and, and it is fairly well known at the stage that Stephen King does take issue with some of the adaptions of his work the most famous one being the shining that he's, he's pretty yeah. clear on record saying he doesn't like the shining at all and didn't like what kubrick did so around this time i can see him having an interest in going i'm gonna make a movie i'll show all these assholes this is yeah. how it's supposed to be done which also made me think too of like if this is the tone that his stories are supposed to have with them then everyone has kind of been misinterpreting his work for his entire career <laughs> yeah it's very very wacky yeah it, it's a slasher movie about trucks um but it's like a really cheesy generic slasher movie there's not a whole lot of plot to this 
which is surprising for it's, you know. A it's hardly author. generic. If like trucks are alive trying to kill it's, you, it's a generic Stephen King story. <laughs> yeah, well, like. yeah, it wasn't then though. What if zombies were like trucks, man? What? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> okay. But to be still famous enough to get your favorite band to do all of the the audio for the film. Yeah. So ACDC does the entire soundtrack for this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is where we got Hell's Bells. Does it come from this movie? Yeah, this is like, it, it essentially revived ACDC's career in a way. Oh, I like this movie less now. <laughs> because it gave us because it gave us more ACDC. The album that this movie is the theme album for is a pretty good ACDC album. Yeah, it's actually a bit more developed than, yeah. it's a bit more developed than their other works, which is a bit more simpler. I mean, like, I think in the 80s, they probably put out some of their better work. It's interesting mm. that it was Hell's Bells was the one that came from this, because that's, of, of, of all the ACDC music you hear in this movie, that seems to be, yeah. the one I hear the most is Who Made You? Yeah, Who Made You? It even seems to like refer to it, because there's a scene later on where there's a, a diner waitress who runs outside you. yelling at a truck holding an RPG <laughs> going, We made you! We made you! And then she gets blown uh, to pieces. The fact that he can get a band, his favorite band, to do the soundtrack for it is pretty kick-ass. Yeah. It's fucking rad. Actually but pretty cool. I'm not an ACDC fan by any measure. Oh, oh but no. It, it absolutely works with the tone of this movie. I mean, to get fact, like, ACDC fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> probably one of the most overrated bands. <laughs> they've, they've written one song in their entire career and they've just kind of been doing that. For... Don't you know I'm glad to be back? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not a fan yeah. of ACDC either. What what we've learned here is that Stephen King has terrible taste. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> like, when they, we say they did the music, they also did, like, the horror scene music, you know, with, like, the... Yeah, yeah they, they rip off the, like, psycho shower scene music and just do it on electric guitar. <laughs> yeah, it was electric guitar and singing going... Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It is incredible. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. I mean... I mean, ACDC's never never sounded so good as to be accompanied by this movie. If you do think about it, like, this is essentially zombies, but replace zombies with machines. And in this general case, it's trucks. So yeah. Replace well, it was all machines. Zombies so, with trucks. So very all broad, basic plot of this movie, because it's very upfront about what, what is actually going on. There's no mystery around what's happening with these trucks. There's text pops up on the screen right at the start of the movie before anything else has happened. That's what I love to do in a movie, is I like to read immediately. Yeah, yeah. I want a paragraph of text to explain the plot to me before it's even Jesus, happened. Jesus, get a narrator. <laughs> Um, so we have the basic story here is that there is a comet called Rhea M that has passed by Earth and now Earth is sitting in its stream, whatever, it's mm. behind it. It's in front of us. And it's going to be there for the next eight days. And because of this comet, it has magic powers and it makes all the machines that are that have, I guess, every machine that has like electronics to it. It's not clear on no. that. It makes them go mm. insane and turn into like homicidal monsters that just kill humans. Yeah. So most machines come alive and try and kill people. Yeah, this is a bit, it's a bit of a hole in the plot, isn't it? Yeah. This comet, well, yeah, at this point we, we believe it's a comet and it imbues machines with a soul, a murderous soul mm. to kill their masters. Yeah, I was, I was trying to make sense of like where the line was drawn there because I know like I figured the trucks in this stage probably do have like electronic components in it so uh, I was in thinking the 80s, maybe there's the yeah, electronics yeah. and then there's the lawnmower at one point but I was like well, does that have electronics in it? Oh, some some lawnmowers have like an automatic go 
and it's quite popular in America. But I don't think that would be electronic. Would lawnmowers in 1986 have that? Yeah, I don't, probably not. I don't know about. 80s lawnmower technology. Okay, on one scene, things that definitely aren't electronic, because the guy gets tripped up by his bicycle. Yes, so that was the thing that, that got me. I wasn't sure whether or not he was just useless at riding his bike, or his bike turned he against have just him fallen. and just flip. Oh, I think he just sucked. I mean, a bread maker comes alive. I mean, I suppose that's... Yeah. It's electronic, right? It plugs into a wall. Uh, I think I think uh, I think you're referring to like a bread cutter. Like, bread cutter, not oh, a bread maker. Okay. Well, this movie has one of those too. Yes, mm. that's why I thought we were talking about. Right. But I, I was like a bread slice maker. <laughs> like that's you I was idiot. Bread maker. It's like isn't that just like a hot box that you put dough in? And you are correct. How, how do you die? How do you get killed by that? Unless you're like putting your head in it. I tell you what, that's a that's a Stephen King short story for any. Uh, aspiring novelists out there. Yeah, if anyone wants to send Stephen King this podcast, and he's he's free, he can take that idea from us. We we won't claim any rights to kill no. a bread maker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, he would. Don't tempt him. I would read that story in a second. <laughs> Twenty days from when this airs, they'll be like, "Kill a bread maker please, on the shelf." Stephen, please do this for me. <laughs> Give him a line, and he'll off he goes. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's sober now. Unfortunately, boo. <laughs> Should we carry on? Should we? Anyway, we we digress. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's basically the whole plot, right? Is that you have a comet that is making machines go insane, and then the next hour and a half is just the machines going insane and killing. Yeah. People. Well, so they trap the all of the main characters. Yeah. All end up at a gas station. The characters we follow. I assume there are more people alive in real life elsewhere. It sort of hops back and forth between these. what's happening at the gas station with these I guess of the central cast and then you have these kind of side moments that pop up every now and then of like other people in a different part of the world getting killed yeah. by a steam by cars that have come alive. a vending machine that fires cans. Well they're, they're all relevant to the subplots which then like merge into the main plot. Mm. Yeah, And the main plot sorts all of the main characters all together at a gas station. And a gas station just happens to be this place where the robots can't attack. I I was unclear exactly why they decided not to just drive straight through the building. Oh, no, I, I, I got that instantly. They need the gas. Yeah, so I got that a little later when that mule thing on tracks just shows up and starts beeping at them in Morse code. And then, yeah, kind of came to the realization that they're kind of being conditioned to be in this state where they will then give them gas. But by that stage, they've still killed a lot of people. Yeah, they're showing them who's boss. In fact, it's the scene after that that the machine gun goes off and shoots like 10 people. Yeah, it's conditioning them. Well, that's, that, that hit me. Like, we're just going to forget that guns are machines and they don't come alive? Mm. Well, except that one gun... The mounted gun, I guess. Because it's mounted to a car. There were huge inconsistencies. Only cars come alive. To your point, right? Like, it's mounted to a car, but it's not... I don't think it would be, like, wired into the car. It's just on a stick. It's just a machine gun on a stick. (laughs) On a car. (laughs) On a car. So, yeah, all the machines in the world come alive, but then the rules of what does and doesn't come alive are very, like, mixed. No, the rules is you can shoot those fuckers. But a gun is a machine. Like These Mm. rules are all over the place. And there's that newly married couple, and they're they're driving a car, but that doesn't get taken over (laughs) for reasons. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I wanted to say, like, oh, because that's why I was thinking, like, electronics. That maybe that's the reason why these things are going insane. They need some kind of electrical components. And maybe that car is so old that it's just a combustion engine with no electronics. But I don't think that makes sense either. Oh, yeah. I think that's wrong, too. Fancy trucks have electronics. Yeah. 
It's because they have the radios in them. Obvious. Let's say they've got this like big, heavy muscle car, like a Mustang or something. But yeah, for some reason, their car doesn't get taken over. I also think there was a point as well where like, so we kind of have a villain sort of in this one truck that has this giant green goblin face from Spider-Man. And that kind of ends up being like the central villain, even though they don't really talk and they're all just trying to murder everyone. Talking Morse code. There does seem to be a scene where that particular truck I don't know, sends out the signal and then that wakes up all the other trucks and then they start circling around the station. Also, like, that same truck, it has its mirrors and it adjusts the mirrors as if those mirrors are eyes. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? This hit, this truck has, like, a giant face on the front. What? Aren't those its eyes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that makes as much sense as the mirrors being eyes, right? Mm, who knows? It is... It is strange, it is inconsistent, yeah. and it's a wacky time. I, I couldn't figure out whether or not it was a hive mind or all of the trucks had like their own individual intelligences. Did the machines literally come alive and become sentient and have their own thought, or is it like the comet is some kind of alien hive mind that can control machines? Oh, okay, I know what you mean. So yeah. just by pure chance... Underneath the the gas station where they were staying was a fucking armory. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who owns it, he's underpaying his staff by one hour a day. And with that one hour a day, he's shaving off each of their times. They're all all ex-cons, so he can do whatever he wants because he just has to make one phone call. And he's using that money to buy guns. And he's got a whole bunch of rocket launchers. And that's how they start taking down the trucks. Yeah, good for them, I guess, because they get a lot of mileage out of that RPG. Yeah, Yeah, that RPG's awesome. Like... (laughs) Gasoline explosion. He, he had several I don't think RPGs. People want to have an RPG in a gas station. But. Like, if you want to see some sick movie gasoline explosions, this movie has lots. I enjoyed the trucks exploding. It was cool. It's pretty good at the end when the uh, yeah the trucks exploding, and then when all the trucks go crazy and start destroying the gas station as the, all the people are escaping, and they like drive into the pillar for the the canopy over the pumps. And the whole thing falls down yeah. and then just explodes. It did look like pyrotechnics, though. It was like real choreographed. It was like, like a mushroom boof, cloud. Boof, boof, boof. Mm. It was two mushroom clouds, I think. <laughs> yeah, the same time. It was neat. It was neat. Definitely. I really enjoyed it. Big. Yeah, you can tell where this $9 million movie. budget went. It's like, we need some gasoline explosion. No, we need fucking kick-ass ones. Yeah. <laughs> you just coked yeah. up Steve. Good actors. Pour on yeah. the More pyro. More gasoline. More pyro. Do you call that a fucking explosion? Wicker! <laughs> 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 you know he was though that's 100% what on set would have been like <laughs> yeah it'd be interesting to see like ask um, Lisa Simpson what it was like to have Stephen King as a director I mean, we didn't I don't think we mentioned that so there's a few other famous faces in this movie so we have Emilio Estevez as the lead uh, Stephen King makes a cameo at the start where he is a man going to an ATM at a bank as all this is happening Barb this 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 machine called me an asshole <laughs> ATM just starts printing you're an asshole over and over again on the screen. Uh, yeah, and there's um when he's going towards the bank, there's like a stock exchange sort of LED banner. Oh, and it just keeps popping up saying fuck you. Fuck you, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so dumb. Yeah, we also have um uh Yearly Smith, who some of you might know as the voice of Lisa Simpson from The Simpsons. Um, uh, this would have been before The Simpsons as well, and it, yeah. it really threw me off the first time I watched this movie because it's just her voice, right? Like she just sounds like Lisa. I would disagree. She sounds a bit like a redneck version of Lisa. Yeah, she's like Lisa with a southern twang, but otherwise, mm. I all I could hear was Lisa Simpson. I didn't pick it at all when she first came. I was like, oh my god, that's annoying. 
She is a very annoying character. Yes, she yes. is a very annoying character. She just, just kind like, of yells and complains. She's like, stop it! What are you doing? <laughs> like nonstop. Yeah. With, and her eyes are too close together. They she reminds are. me of that Family Guy joke where he's like, stop. May I paint you? <laughs> <laughs> she has the reverse Uma Thurman problem of like eyes being too far yeah. apart. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that that couple with that annoying voice, I didn't voice. I didn't get Lisa Simpson at all until I read it afterwards. It's like, oh, have you gone back yes. and listened to any clips to to like see if you yes, can hear it now? Yes, I listened to it again, then I got it when you like when she first came on. Mm. But yeah, I missed that. As soon as you know, you can't unhear it. Yeah, you can't unhear it. <laughs> uh, sorry, listeners. Sorry, Lisa. Uh, sorry, sorry, Lisa. <laughs> Apologies to Lisa Simpson. Mm. We got, we've kind of summarized the whole plot. I mean, that is the plot, right? It's just there's a comet and it's there's some kind of alien thing that makes all the machines go crazy. They- but it's only going to last eight days. So they just like blow up what they can and then go hide. And then eight days later, everyone's fine. Yeah, they do the Dawn of the Dead thing where they just run off onto a boat and drive away, which apparently the boat is not insane and not trying to murder them. Maybe it's just got sails. Yeah, they said we're going we're gonna to sail out to an island. I've got this great plan. Like he thought. Wouldn't about they this. have been chased by the motorized boats though? In the sure. Yeah, you think so? Way. I don't see why the ocean would make them safe. Like mm. zombies can't swim, but boats are designed to be on the water. So. Inconsistencies, man. It's, it might be a great idea for a sequel. But, James. I mean, stay away, Stephen. This is my idea. <laughs> <laughs> but but definitely, you could have um, maximum overdrive wet edition. Like maximum overdrive wet, bigger, wetter splashier where they're over like on the it starts off they're on their way onto the island we could get airborne to be in it airborne could do the soundtrack (laughs) (laughs) so you get airborne Uh, to do it but then obviously this is unofficially uh it's not officially licensed so you can't call it maximum overdrive call it no turbo what's what's a good what's a boating term turbo boat drive turbo power drive (laughs) Uh, all right so yeah they escape to the island and then you know just as the way the movie started where the movie finishes it with a a lovely paragraph about chunk of text yeah telling us that in fact it wasn't just the comet it was an alien and russian satellites blew it up the russian satellites had level four nuclear weapons (laughs) On it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? What? I guess uh, this this was still made during the Cold War, right? So Yeah. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh and then we played out to A C D C. Yeah. Who made you? Good times. There was a few great scenes though. Oh, there was some fantastic scenes. I, I sent you guys a, that that clip. Of when the diner realized the gun bot has showed up outside and she's just, but we made you. you. And then she goes and picks up a gun, runs outside screaming. Runs outside, starts yelling at the the gun and then doesn't fire the gun, just yells at it until she dies. We made you! We (laughs) made you! She's like, we made you! We made you! And then just gets shot. (laughs) Mows her down. Oh, it's fantastic. And they've got like sad music playing in the background. (laughs) What the fuck was this? I was a big fan of the um, the Little League scene. They win their game and and the coach is like, great job everyone, let's all get sodas. And he goes over to the vending machine (laughs) to go buy them all sodas. And then the machine goes insane. And somehow it's like firing cans as a projectile, Mm. Mm. which I was thinking about the mechanics of this because I've never seen a vending machine that can like shoot cans. 
it's always just like dropped always down drops. into a slot, right? Yeah. So how do you fire that? Like it doesn't have the mechanics to do it. I reckon this is a delivery system with little rollers at the bottom. So it comes down and then the it, the rollers roll out and give you your can. And if you spin the rollers up enough, it'll fire it out enough to. Give yeah, you yeah. So these rollers are just going. Zzzz. Yeah, and they're putting cans in, and it's going because this guy ends up with this like massive bloody gash on his forehead just by getting hit with a can. He is hit really hard. I guess he's standing right next to the machine, and then it starts firing at all the kids as well. It takes out some of the kids. Yeah, it takes out two of them as well <laughs> as they're running. People have died in rugby games from throwing full cans of beer off um, off stadiums. That's why the plastic cups oh okay yeah well, like, i think sense. i think you can actually do some damage I guess with a full, full can, can of beer. it's pretty solid and it yeah it's got those little edges and, actually yeah yeah i mean if you were if you were humming it even at i think just normal hiff speed if i was hiffing a can at you head first i think it would do yeah, some damage you could, you could give someone a concussion very easily yeah, I, think. I think it would i think you'd draw blood yeah Especially if it hit the back of the head, like oof, he looked like he had oof. a whole can impaled into his yeah, head. Yeah, he just almost. has this like big bloody ring above his eyebrow. Yeah, where the, where the can hit him. And the, the kid with the helmet like tries to he blocks it. Like, yeah, puts he like his blocks helmet it with up. his little like face covering thing. Yeah, it pretty much destroys a whole baseball team. Yeah, like two of them get taken out. <laughs> Everyone else just kind of runs away. I assume they all die because I never see them again. You do see one kid who's riding away on his bike, and I guess he just hits a hole or something, and just does like a big flip over the front. Hits the ground, then a steamroller comes through the fence and runs him over. That's yeah, the steamroller just fucking brutal. It it could have been worse. <laughs> I was doing a bit of research before, and apparently they had shot a version of that scene where they had an exploding head because he gets run over yeah. feet first. So I guess at one point they thought, oh, maybe we should have this kid's head explode once they get run over by the steamroller. It kind of just crushed. I heard it was going to get an X rating if it did that, so they needed to keep it R eighteen. Fair enough. <laughs> what R rating? Yeah. They could have done it slower. Yeah. Or just had the kids scream like, no, 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 it's crushing me. It's crushing my inside. <laughs> it's just, it's like two minute, just awful scene of a child being slowly, slowly squashed by a steamroller. from Austin Powers where the steamroller's coming and he's like, get out of the way. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it would be slow. They don't go that no. fast. You could outrun a steamroller. That thing is hard, Well, because everyone in this movie has that same... I guess it's like a, a movie character thing, right? Where there's a threat chasing you that's going in a straight line, and instead of running to the side, you just keep running in a straight line until it catches up with you and kills you. Mm. The steamroller can't turn that easily. You could very easily just jump out of the way. But no, he decided to get run over by the steamroller. He just laid there yeah. like a fucking chump. It, well, it took that steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just thought he'd tank the steamroller. <laughs> literally steamrolled during the time that that dude then goes from little league game to home the whole world is just pretty much yeah dead. pretty much everyone else is dead like you don't see any other people until he gets to the gas station right he's going through his neighborhood and he's seeing like this this half naked woman hanging out of her ceiling out of the window because she's dead and there's like a guy mangled up by his lawnmower people strangled by their walkmans <laughs> yeah i don't know how that happens <laughs> It's not like no. the wire on your headphones deadly, is a mechanical part, thing. so I don't know how that like wraps itself around your neck. It doesn't really work. I, I don't. I believe know. that the the CD drives. What's well, so it's a Walkman. Um, damn. I mean, you uh, could. No, I have no theory on how this like would work. Even like a tape, like the tape in a tape, is not very strong. You couldn't strangle someone with that before it broke. Mm. I reckon if you wrapped it up enough times, you could. You'd have to. That like if you wrapped it before, surely thing, someone has have done this. To suspend disbelief. <laughs> Surely it's one of the disapproved items I, I expected better, to, Stephen. to bring into prisons. 
Jeez. I mean, if you just kept it on trucks or just cars or something, maybe. I don't know. Actually, I've seen the ones that they that you can buy in prisons because they're all like clear plastic, so you can see all the parts inside. So you can't smuggle anything hmm. into them. But you can get Walkmans in prison, apparently. Huh. Is that how you like tattoo in prison? You like strip it and then use the wire to maybe. I, I thought off record it wouldn't be allowed because you like could hang yourself with it. How? I'm pretty sure they don't let things you can hang yourself with in maybe prison. Maybe it has like a five centimeter long headphones or something. Oh, right, well, can you take the tape out? And just like string it, because it'd be quite a bit of tape. You could like double it up enough. Mm. It's gonna be hard. It's pretty thin tape, uh, like ten bits. Anyway, back onto the movie. Anyway, anywho, <laughs> how'd you kill yourself in prison? No, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. so, I th- I really enjoyed. You know when Lisa Simpson or the newlyweds, the newlyweds like their their whole the start of their subplot where they're like. They find out the world is is basically fucked, mm. and they 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 are then chased by this truck that they encounter at the gas stop. Lisa Simpson's also at. a pretty sick driver too. Like oh, fuck when they because yeah. they stop at yeah, a gas station before they realize what's happened, and then they see this mangled corpse, and they realize oh, there's a killer truck, and the truck starts chasing them. She hops in the driver's seat while her husband is still outside. Um, and as they're like, they just hoon off and she's like skidding around the corners, does like a like a full donut because she goes the wrong way. Yeah. It's just like skids back around on a donut, goes off. Man, I can't drive like that. When they cut back to them, he's driving. So I don't know, maybe they swapped again. Oh, I never yeah, they're that. being pursued by the truck that was at the gas stop. The driving scenes are sweet. Yeah. Like, he's come like, on. Oh, I don't know. He's like, I'm gonna do this maneuver. And he like lists lazily to the left yeah. and then to the right. I like that's like <laughs> ha- that's like um it's like in Star Wars. It's like in Star Wars where it's like I'm joke. gonna I'm gonna try some maneuvers and he's just like slowly <laughs> turning to the right. It's like, what are you doing? That's not a maneuver. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> you just change lanes. This truck's boosting, eh? Like and it's pretty cool with those big massive trucks oh like, yeah brr, brr. like it would be pretty scary like but they've done that before like was this what was the other christine like, trucks are usually christine done. oh yeah, sorry the other Stephen story about a murderous yeah. car because trucks are done as like the scary truck chasing you mm. like that's like that's even at like the start of cheapest creepers yeah i mean it's a bit of a truck like, it's a mm. done thing yeah but this is might be the earliest with the trucks actually chasing you because it's Maybe. possessed i'm sure it's existed before <laughs> Like a truck, yeah, a truck being very close to you, behind you when you're in like traffic or like right up your ass, it's pretty scary because you're like, man, if that thing like goes over me, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking dead. That, like, that guy just like forgets to put the brakes on and just slams into me. I'm fucked. Yeah, like the trucks did get a few victims. Oh yeah, oh they, yeah, they killed it. Yeah, like, like the, you see a lot of like the, the creepy yeah. Bible salesman who just gets like yeah. he gets hit so hard by this truck that it like it launches him out of his shoes and into a river. <laughs> But he lives. He does somehow live. For a little bit. He got hit so hard that his tied shoes fell off of his feet. Like all religious people in the Stephen King film. Oh, Stephen King story, he does die. He's a creepy sex pest? Yes. And a a hypocrite. The hypocritical Mm. religious figure. Mm. Mm. He must have just chucked one in a... Oh, we need to have one of these. uh, There you go. He's got. He's got. He's got a checklist. Yeah, he's got a stupid checklist. Inanimate objects coming alive. (laughs) (laughs) Creepy bars at table salesmen. Um, Yeah, one-dimensional female characters. Yes, because that was the other thing that threw me off too. Is that you have? I don't remember the character's name. 
So it's the woman that is traveling with the Bible salesman. I guess she's hitchhiking or something, and he gets kind of handsy, um, forcing him to pull over. And then she immediately just falls for Emilio Estevez's character. Like, yeah, yeah. they they've met each other that afternoon. That was, that and was already stupid. Together in like they're in a serious relationship. He is a babe. Is that? <laughs> yes, she oh, does no, say he's... you're pretty cute, and he's like, oh okay. She's like, wow, not that cute. Uh, <laughs> Savage burn. Uh, those piercing blue eyes. They end up sleeping in the in the room too that just has a bunch of like naked women on the wall. Yeah. On his like greasy, it looks like it's soiled mattress. Yeah. From where a load of like mechanics just sleep during it's the like day. Smaller than a single mattress. It's like a yeah. sleeping bag on a bench and it's just got like porn on the walls. Imagine having a work bear day. Like that'd be disgusting. You could take a nap in the work bed if you want. Guys, yeah, be careful. Well the boys soiled it the other week. <laughs> Well, you got some porn on the wall. They're like, you need to settle down, yes, mate. Yes. Go have a go have a turn at the work bed for a bit. Good. I booked the work bed at Smoko. Give me first twenty minutes. <laughs> Wait, did we just figure out what the, room, oh. the real purpose is? Is this their like special oh. bed? Yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> I'm going on break. It is a truck stop. I'll be in the wake room if you need me. I don't know if this will make the episode, but there was a friend of mine on site who was saying he worked down. It will make the episode. He <laughs> worked on the. Um, he worked in the north, uh, the North Pole for a bit. South Pole, where I work. Mm. He worked in the South Pole for a bit down at Scott Base, and, and they have a wank room Lifts at Scott in. Base. What? Is this what you're telling us? I would Breaking believe there news. was a wank room at Scott Base more than I would think there was a wank room at some okay. gas station in the middle of North Carolina. <laughs> so there is, there is, kind of. He just makes there deals is a wank room. There is a wank room at Scott well, Base. Scoop. Fuck. <laughs> well, because he's because the guys that he's working with, he's like he just tells them, mate. I just yeah, well, it was quite hard, eh, with no no girls around. So you know, we just went in there. I said, mate, just give me twenty minutes. Just um, don't come in here. I'll be doing some shit. You don't want to fucking see, mate. Um, give us twenty minutes, and then um, yeah. I mean, fuck, I'd do it for him too, mate. If he asked me for twenty minutes to fucking wank one off, mate. That's true I mean, friendship right there. That's better than doing it fucking with him next to me. Or like, yeah, sneak him on in at night. <laughs> yeah, in like the room of like four dudes. Yeah, when they just take turns to have the room to themselves. <laughs> I mean, no. it's just like it's just like you know, got a girl over, but it's like no, I just got, I just got myself over. Got right hand like, over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we're gonna keep in this bit about masturbation culture. Definitely, Scott Bass. I think it's all like, important. Everyone needs to know what goes on at Scott Base for our international <laughs> listeners. This is where a lot of our New Zealand tax money goes, so we are paying for this wank room. It's <laughs> a if you don't know, it's a base on it. It's the New Zealand base on Antarctica. Mm. Yeah, and, and he was just a worker, like because you can go there as as a skilled person. You can go. I want to go work at Scott Base for X amount of time, and you go work in the fucking snow desert if you want to for six months, where it's hey. in the summer. It, it's never, it's never dark. It, it sounds rare. Yep, six months of daylight. I don't think and go and work. Scott Base. No, they do not need a graphic designer at Scott Base. <laughs> hey guys, where's the internet? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta post these memes, guys. Get out of the internet room. Why is the social media manager? That'd be a sticky here, room like... too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're just sitting in the computer room slash wank room all day. <laughs> he was doing stuff like the scientist had to. They were drilling in some ice, so he had to move the drilling equipment there and set it up and set up a big massive windshield. And then after they were finished, he had to disassemble it and drag it all back. But after it was finished, you had free time to boost around on snowmobiles. That sounds pretty sweet. That sounds sick. <laughs> they took them out. Honestly, like, yeah, I mean, South Pole is pretty sweet. It's pretty rad. <laughs> it's pretty sweet, eh? So, yeah, you saw lots of uh, lots of animals, lots of cool shit. Lots of penguins. Lots of penguins. Yeah. yeah. Some killer whales. And, but it was pretty, like, a desert. But it's summertime, yeah. so some days were quite warm. 
like warm being like I don't know three degrees, five yeah. degrees. Ooh. But the night the night times were so cold. It'd yeah. be a cool place it to work. It would be it would be cool. I don't know. Would it be cool to work there in winter when it's just like eternal? Dark? I don't think I, I don't could think do can. that just because Super I would be metal. constantly thinking about the thing. I love that's the best. <laughs> the best. Yeah, but you don't want to. Oh, we have to stay thing. here. Oh, oh no, my you god! Don't. Wait, it's it's not that far away, James. We have to do a blood test. <laughs> no, we won't. This is my plan. We buy a boat. We it's not that far away, and we go record an episode at Scott Base in the winter. <laughs> a live episode. <laughs> we all watch the thing. <laughs> we watch the thing. Yeah, uh, but we have to stay there till the winds calm down. We would have to be there for months to record a single episode. <laughs> Season three, it's all going to be on Scott Base. Season three is on Scott Base. See if Base. we can get some funding. I mean, we're also thinking a month. We bought. We're going. We'll, we'll bring them porn for the Wang Room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Jesus right. Christ, this won't make the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I think it probably will. I think it probably will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, your thoughts on the actual film? Did you guys enjoy it? I really enjoyed it. Uh, this is the second time I've seen this movie now, and I was actually pretty excited to watch it again. It's like, it is bad, no doubt about it. It's a shitty movie. But I, I do think that maybe the initial negative reaction, because it's trying to be like a dumb slasher movie with trucks, but the initial reaction would have been pretty negative because people were expecting like, oh, it's it's a Stephen King film. He wrote The Shining. So it, it must be a serious horror movie. Some people must have been so duped yeah. by this. You go in and be, you go in, oh, this is going to be a brilliant yeah. piece of There's cinema. a truck that looks like the Green Goblin, ACDC's on the soundtrack. <laughs> I don't, you, I, I, I find it hard to believe that anyone would go into this movie thinking it was going to be like a, a serious, suspenseful horror movie and not just a shitty slasher with trucks. I don't know how you could get mad though. Like if you were going in expecting that and you were given this, all you'd do is laugh. Yeah, it's fun and it's stupid. That We didn't even talk about like the this opening scene with the bridge opening up. It's like a way bridge to get the, the boats through and it, the barrier doesn't go down. So it opens up and all these cars fall into listeners, the water. Listeners should definitely just go watch that scene. And uh, so there was a moment there because there is a van that has like ACDC printed on the side. I was wondering like, is that in fiction meant to be like, that's their tour van and they all just died? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I want to live in that world. <laughs> <laughs> Some good, good shots uh, there too of people getting smashed in the face with watermelons. Yeah, oh, That's good. That's good. Yeah. I thought it was a great movie as well i thought it was like it's a movie that you could probably put on at like a party in the background yeah, it's fun and a big kick ass you can turn it up and say like, what's that acdc play like, rah, rah. Oh, there's some truck oh a truck just killed someone you, like, i think you're right yeah because yeah. it's like it's fun it's stupid it's violent in a really silly way and there's basically no plot so if you like tune out for half an hour and come back and go oh, what the truck's doing now yeah. what, what's up to oh are the trucks winning nah mate Yep, people haven't beat the trucks yet. Oh, they'll get them. <laughs> you could have it on repeat. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. I would give it like I, I'd give it a four out of five. I think like it's it's fantastic. I'd be happy with that score too. Yeah, yeah. same. I wrote like same. what you guys are saying. Like you can put it on when you've got people over, and people would enjoy sitting and watching it, and just like yeah. cracking up over how this is probably like one of the best. I'd say it probably is the best bad movie we've looked at so the far. The most enjoyable, I would yeah. think. Yeah, I it's the most fun. Mangler for sure. It was the most enjoyable, and also one of the most terrible. Like all at once, it's, it's so inconsistent. <laughs> it's yeah. Nothing really makes sense. It's it is an entertaining mess of a movie, and I think. Anyone who listens to this podcast will probably have a good time watching it if you haven't seen it. Fuck yeah. I don't think we've really spoiled too many like plot points. So yeah, I mean, go ahead, check it out. It is is definitely worth your yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, the plot's not what you're there for. 
But there's definitely stuff we didn't talk about, so there's there'll be new surprises for you if you do check it out. We we talked before about, I mean, we're at that point where we say like, how would we fix it? But maybe we do like. Don't fix it. Do the sequel. Do the boat. Yeah, we've already talked about <laughs> yeah. the boat one. And we've talked about how we want to make it more brutal. How would you do a... Re- like? Because we can't have a steamroller with boats. So how would you have that steamroller scene where someone is just like crushed or mangled slowly? It's because it's a it's a container ship and it's mm. just it's just going really slowly. Mechanical shark. But its high abs are also like hiffing containers at you. Oh, yeah. So from a distance, it's got this range weapon of containers being flown at you, but it's just this really slow boat, just... And it, whatever it goes over, it They're crushes. They're traveling down the Suez Canal, and there's a giant freight ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think you could, do, you could do some cool stuff with propellers. Like, propellers are scary. Anytime you've been in, like, in the water around boats, you're like, holy shit, like, I cannot get close to the back of that yeah. boat that is so they're just they're in their sail ship and they're boosting across trying to get to the island and they're being attacked by boat do they have to use the marine life around them try and convince the whales <laughs> and the dolphins summon aquaman to control all the sea turtles you want to involve some animal yeah. violence whoever controls the sea turtles or the whales can take down the the boat the, the magic amulet and you have this massive blue whale that takes out the container ship by jumping on it like you know stephen king has some wacky shit in his stories yeah. i mean we can we can throw Throw it in because all his his stories are connected, right? Isn't that the whole thing with the Dark Tower? Is that like it connects mm-hmm. every Stephen King universe yeah. into one single universe? So there's got to be some yeah. magic shit. Yeah, we get Danny from The Shining in there to like <laughs> shine the sharks, and then humans re- <laughs> resort back to their water selves, and we de-evolve to sea creatures. Mm. We can we can survive for extended periods of time under the water. You learn all that in a paragraph of text at the end yeah. of the film, <laughs> and at the end they found the crystal which turned them back into marine life. <laughs> <laughs> all of that happened off screen. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, oh, it's so, it's so bad. <laughs> I would watch it. I'd say palate, mm. cl- like, palate cleanser. You don't need a palate cleanser. This was, this was no, great. this is great. Watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's how palate cleanser is. Maximum overdrive. After you see maximum overdrive, watch maximum overdrive. Yeah. What's more overdriven? Like, just watch it again. <laughs> Double to the max. Turn, <laughs> turn it up. <laughs> The second time I listened to it or watched it, I was in my shed and I had my like sound system. I just had it cranked up real loud. It is really it's good sound in this movie. Like the explosions are loud, the dialogue's loud, and the music just comes in. It's just like ridiculous. Like the first time you hear the music, a guy gets diesel sprayed in his face by the <laughs> pump idiot. and that's the first time Girl, that you hear the music this? why isn't this pump working i know i'll put my eyes right up to the yeah. nozzle and then the pump goes he gets diesel in his eye he, he cries like a little bitch but it's the first time you hear the acdc sung and played on guitar it's so good that's where you know you're in for a good time oh it was it was a fan it was a fantastic film i cannot recommend this enough check it out Do we have any final thoughts? Oh, really? Go watch this movie. It's a good time. Yeah. yeah. And join the Discord. I mean, if you guys have enjoyed today's chat and just like in real life shit posting, I mean, come <laughs> come check out the Discord. We're generally pretty active on there. We might have a, we might have a new channel up and somewhat themed to today's topic. We'll probably have a, a truck simulation channel up. 
as we are all avid truck simulation players. The three of us have been playing uh, a lot of Euro Truck Simulator in the last couple of weeks. We posted it like earlier for people who did listen to it on the Discord, and you thought maybe we were just like, "What are the? What are you up to?" But then we release maximum overdrive and it all makes all sense yeah carefully <laughs> oh. calculated it's planned it's calculated not really i don't i don't want to shame our fr- our um our friend damien but we were talking the other day about how much time we'd spent on euro truck simulator and i was like oh yeah i've like i spent like 13 14 hours on this game now and there and he was like yeah oh, i've spent like 72 hours on this <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And now we're on American Truck Simulator. So. Oh, yeah. you've got a disease. All right, so we jump into American right. Truck. If you jump in the Discord, I may buy American Truck Simulator for you. Fucking do it. It's your chance to win. I may. Strong emphasis on may. Uh, well done. All right, should we wrap this one up? Uh, as I said before, if you enjoyed today's show, you can find us on Facebook. You can check out our Discord. Um, we post weekly, so yeah, subscribe. Leave us a review. Anything you can do to help the show, yeah, really helps us out. We also recently launched our uh, new website, drbadfilm.com. If you're already listening, there's probably not a whole lot of value in there, there, but you can find our latest episodes and subscription links to all the most popular podcasting services out there. Check it out. And if you guys want to make a website, you can find all the skills to do that over at Skillshare. You can find an affiliate link down in the description. <laughs> hey, we got it. We, we got it in there somehow. Yes. <laughs> also, if you want to disagree with James, just James, mm. you can tweet him at Was it Dr. Bad Film. It's just Dr. Bad Film. Yeah. Are, you, are you at Dr. Bad Film? At Dr. Have Bad you had Film. your own Twitter. Hurl all of your abuse at Dr. Bad Film. Yeah, it's mostly to say that our previous producer um, is in is is in rehab, <laughs> coming off rehab. <laughs> it's uh, mostly awesome. tweets like from yeah podcast movement. What's the most inspiring part of your podcast? It's like it's oh, when our producer finally got out of rehab. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, we will we will catch oh, you guys great. next week. Peace. Later. Tuesday, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Discord, Apple, iTunes, and Spotify.